When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN, ESPN Tri-Cities. And we are brought to you by our friends, the Omaha Supernovas. It is getting closer and closer to pro time in Nebraska. Your Omaha Supernovas hit the court for the first ever Pro Volleyball Federation match on January 24th. That's a week from tomorrow against the Atlanta Vibe at CHI Health Center. First serve is at 7 p.m. You can get season tickets or single match tickets now at supernovas.com. If I remember correctly, they've got some specials they're running right now for tickets as well, so make sure you go check that out. And you can't beat the talent that you're going to see on the floor. NCAA champions, All-Americans, Olympians, all on the floor together. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your Major League Volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas, supernovas.com. Yes, sir. I'm going to add one more thing in to that read. Yes, sir. Because Wednesdays we we play trivia on this show. We do play trivia on the show often. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. Wednesday, Anna Bellinghausen will be here, mm-hmm. hopefully, as long as her Camry can get out of the... Uh, can get through the parking lot here. The snowplowed uh, barricades that, <laughs> you know, tend at a, like a lot of apartment complexes, mm-hmm. like they just... They just push all that snow and, and block you in. Mm-hmm. And so small cars can't get out. So if she can't be here, great. If not, we'll do it on stream again. We'll give away some Supernova tickets. Oh, okay. So you can either choose Team Ravi or you can choose Team AB. And uh, if you win, we got to call the play. Yeah. But if you win, based on uh, who wins that round of trivia, you'll be going to the first match. There you go. Courtesy of the Omaha Supernovas. There you go. Good stuff there. So we will give away some Omaha Supernovas tickets tomorrow during our trivia session with Anna Bellinghausen. Uh, right now, though, speaking of Anna Bellinghausen, she covers Creighton for us here at Heard uh, At Sports Radio along with our uh, friend Jacob Padilla. And it's time to give our Creighton midseason grades. We did Nebraska. You gave him a B plus. I gave him an A minus. Uh, snarky TK on the on the uh, uh, the YouTube comments goes renowned Nebraska ball hater Ravi Lula gives them an A minus. Wow, and I said no, 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 <laughs> no, get him. I say no, no, no. I'm not a hater of Nebraska. I'm a hater of bad basketball, and they don't play bad basketball anymore. So I don't hate on them anymore. Um, oh, talk about playing the Uno reverse card. <laughs> listen, I don't like bad basketball. That, that's like taking a shot without taking a shot. Am I right, Shane? Listen, if, you, if you're a Nebraska basketball fan and you try and deny that they've played bad basketball for a really long time, I don't know what to tell you, all right, because it's been bad. They don't play bad basketball anymore. I don't hate anymore. That's the, it's a pretty simple equation here, guys. Um, 
The he brought a knife to a gunfight. Jeez. <laughs> the, uh, the Creighton uh, Blue Jays. Their resume so far. They are thirteen and four, four and two in the Big East. They're currently in third place, one game back of Seton Hall and UConn, who are both five and one. They are number thirteen in the net rankings, and they are fifteenth on Ken Palm. That is your general rankings. There, they have a. Uh, loss to Colorado State, who's currently a top 25 Ken Palm team. Not a bad loss at all. A loss to Villanova, a number 26 Ken Palm team in overtime. Not a bad loss at all. And a road loss to Marquette, number 17 in Ken Palm. The outlier here, much like the Minnesota loss for Nebraska, is UNLV. It's a It was a neutral site game. Technically, it was in Nevada, but not at their home stadium. Uh, UNLV, 85 in the Ken Palm, very similar to the 90s that I believe 92 Minnesota was uh, for the Nebraska loss. So similar uh, in that sense for Nebraska and Creighton in their resumes. For me, my grade is going to be based off of expectations coming into the year. You and me both. So that, I think, is really important because with Nebraska, they have outperformed my expectations because I thought, okay, they're losing Sam Grisell, they're losing or Sam Griesel, they're losing uh, Derek Walker. Those were the two best players on the team last year. Without those guys, they are well below 500 last year. I thought that was a really, I, I was really impressed with the way they've been able to adapt to life without those two guys. Okay, so that factors into the grade. On the other side of things, I thought at times Creighton this year has looked way more stagnant on offense than I would like to see. Now, listen, they're a top 25 Ken Palm offense. It's not like they're a bad offensive team. But they also they also open the season as the eighth best team in the country. Sure, right? So this is a this is a team that and again, the the raw numbers you look at and you're like, "Okay, these aren't bad." But as you watch them, there goes there stretches throughout games that you're like, man, the offense is real. The ball's really sticking. People aren't really moving. They're kind of just passing around the perimeter. They're not getting much in terms of good looks. And you kind of have stretches like that uh, in a lot of games for Creighton. And so that's baked into my grade here. Um, I'll let you go first. Where were you at with Creighton on, on your midseason grade? Well, you hit the nail on the head with the worst loss was UNLV. And it's hard to give this group with the expectations they had coming into the season mm-hmm. anything higher than a B at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now they're finding ways to win, which is very, uh, very good for this team. But mm-hmm. it's also very good toward their letter grade. Mm-hmm. Because if they didn't beat St. John's the other night, you'd probably see me looking at the C-plus range. But because they found a way to win on a night that St. John's actually game-planned better than Creighton, they did everything. If, if you look at keys to the game for both sides, St. John's checked off all three and still lost that basketball game. Mm-hmm. But great teams find ways to win even when things aren't going right. And that's what Creighton is right now. They have the pieces. You know, we talked about the loss of Ryan Nemhard to open things up uh, this season, and people instantly just slotted Stephen Ashworth as a better fit for this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that may still be the case, but I also don't know if it totally is the case anymore because you're really missing that element that Nemhard brought by getting to the rack. Now, you talk about sticky fingers, like the ball stuck to Nemhard's hands a lot mm-hmm. whenever he was a part of this team. And so in terms of ball movement and who gets involved, it's better to have Ashworth on the floor. But that ability to score, it, it seemed like 
uh, had a little bit more of a chance with Nemhard than it does with Ashworth because I don't know if Trey gets to the rack enough to to instantly like boost up th- that offensive grade that I'd like to see that Nemhard brought last year. But I'm still not taking away what Creighton's doing right mm-hmm. now because what are they top three in two point scoring? Yeah, they're, they're one of the best two point shooting teams in the country. They're um, incredibly efficient what on are the they, inside. 15, 16 in offense. I, we talked to Ba. I think Ba said 15. On yeah. Last so week. after the St. John's game, I think they're 25. They're top 25 offense. They're number 15 or 13 defense. So so I yeah. uh, again like I'm not tearing down this offense by any means, but I would like to see somebody. Um, and maybe it's Shireman. Maybe I'm not giving Shireman enough credit for getting He's to the rack this year. He's been a lot more year. aggressive. But, but just finding somebody that can get to the hole uh, on a consistent basis. And that's kind of what Nemhard did for this team last year. Was it always what you wanted to see? No, but I do want to see a little bit more of that to open things up around. So what I think the – I still think Ashworth is a better fit, but I don't think they've done a good enough job – of adjusting what they tried to do last year with what they need to do this year, right? So last year, the last few seasons, really, you go to Marcus Zagorowski, you go to Mo Watson, uh, so that's going back seven, eight years now, you go to uh, you go to Ryan Nemhard. There's a lot of very pick-and-roll heavy offense for Creighton, which shifted away from kind of a more ball movement offense that, that Coach McDermott had run previously. I think they need to shift a little bit more back to the ball movement offense, and they've started to. You don't see them run nearly as many pick and rolls as they do, um, as they did with Ryan Nemhard last year. But as they continue to shift into that, there's lots of different ways to accomplish the same thing that Ryan Nemhard did, and that's to get a piece of the paint. We talked about this with Nick Baugh uh, last week. One of those ways is to make sure you are getting Ryan Kalkbrenner touches in the paint. That compromises. And they're starting to do that more. Yes, and they're doing that better. Shireman's been more aggressive to the rack, which is important. Uh, Trey Alexander seems like he's finding his footing again after being really good in the early season then having a little bit of a drought uh, in the kind of that mid I'd like know, to December. see more of that, though, too. I agree. And I, I do think Stephen Ashworth has gotten a little bit more aggressive to the rim as well and being less of just a spot-up shooter. I think that there is a plan there that makes this a better roster fit than what we've seen currently. But based on what we've seen so far, I can't judge on what I think can or will happen. I have to judge based on what I've seen so far. I'm actually at a C-plus with this team. I think they have basically met or slightly less than met expectations. And aesthetically, it hasn't looked quite as smooth as I would have liked to have seen. But again, does that mean they're not as good of a team as Nebraska? No, what it means is based on expectations and based on what they think their roster is, currently I think Nebraska's outperforming their roster. Right now, I don't know that Creighton is to the same extent. That's why the grades are different for me. I think Creighton has a better roster. I think at times this year, Nebraska's played better basketball with the roster they have. So um, for me, it's a C-plus for Creighton right now. But again, with the things we talked about, I do think there's still a ton of upside for this team. A lot of upside. And I think they can get it fixed before the end of the season. We'll see. Ken Palm has them favored in all but two of their la- of their uh, final 14 games in the regular hey, season. You can bet when I go to Vegas they're winning the title. <laughs> Coming up next, Adam McClintock, college football professor on Herd Sports Radio.